Welcome, everybody, to the new Mid-Curve Podcast. This is Funky Donk, and this is my new voice I'll be using in a very professional manner for the rest of the time we do this show. Just kidding. This is me, and uh, I'm here with uh, three of my good friends in the Mid-Curve. Uh, I don't know what we call ourselves. Like It's not really an investment group. It's more like a loose collective of idiots is what I'd like to refer to it as. A uh, bunch of people who have uh, gotten into trading, who are from various different parts of um, business, DeFi, TradFi, media, all sorts of other things. Um, very quickly, we ask everybody at the top of the show to give a couple lines of bio. Um, as I said, my name is Funky Donk. Also, real life name is Gavin Purcell. I am a media person, came from a mostly TV background, but did a lot of digital media. I'm now working very closely with Carly Riley on overpriced JPEGs. Uh, and working in Web3 media, which is a weird thing to say, but it's absolutely true now. Um, Salty, let's start with you. Want to give you a quick bio? Uh, yep. I've been in crypto for a while, maybe longer than everybody here. Uh, but somehow, I never came up with the idea of just posting my address and asking people to send money to it. <laughs> I feel like a moron now. I can't believe I've been doing this for a decade, and I never crossed my mind. Who would have thought? Oh. Who would have thought that's oh. how to make money? Yes. Serial underperformer. We'll just go with that. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Grant, do you want to give your uh, quick bio before we jump in here? Yeah. Uh, my name is Grant. I uh, come from the world of traditional consulting. I fell accidentally into the space uh, two years ago. Uh, and I can't believe I haven't fallen accidentally into you know, tens of millions of dollars like Ben. Yeah, of course. God, we're going to be talking deep about how do we get free money in this episode. Uh, okay, before we jump in, Eric, give us your quick bio. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Eric, uh, former TradFi weirdo, now full-time NFT weirdo. Uh, also interested in how um, I can get some of this free money. Uh, you used to have to commit, in the old days, you used to have to commit wire fraud to really do it. But, but now, I guess you can just post your address and have people send it to you. <laughs> I guess so. I guess that's how it works. Also, uh, Eric, I'd like to know how to get you to do this podcast at home rather than in the street. So whatever we could do to make that happen, let's try to make that happen, all right? <laughs> We're not 100% sure yet that this isn't wire fraud. So uh, who knows? Maybe it's everything that's true. new again. Some good old wouldn't that be fascinating like uh, i mean this is okay let's let's before we do this All we have right. a lot to talk about this week let's do our one word for the markets because this is a fun way to jump into it i think i will start and actually i'm gonna say um i don't i'm trying to think of the best word to say this i, I think i am blind right now when i say bl blind is the word i want to say is that like i've kind of tuned out which scares me a little bit and i don't know how you all feel about this but like Everything that's happened over the last week has kind of told me, I think this is a, I don't want to be part of what's going on because all the stuff we'll get into. And I think I've shut my eyes and I've gone blind. And I think that is not where I want to be because I know that's also where I miss stuff. I think of the last time this, when I went blind was I think after it was in, it was in the midst of the bear in last summer and I went blind. I, I basically was like, I think I told a couple of this courses in, I'm going to touch grass for this week. I'm, I'm sick of this stuff. And I missed, uh, Digi Digi Daigaku that week. And it was the one time that I had folded out of the space. So right now I feel blind, but it's not something I think I'm going to keep going on to. Um, uh, Eric, what about you? What's your one word for the market this week? 
Uh, I I will I will kind of refer to you know the the parable that I I, I quoted. Right? It's Rashomon. It, it is mm. full on Rashomon because um, I think you know the last bull market when some of this stuff was happening, there was some novelty, there was some magic, uh, and now we're we're deep into the side part of the cycle where everyone's feeling bad, and novelty and magic is is has worn off, and it's just Robin season, and so we are just straight up scamming. Right. Yeah. And, and this stuff is, is really, really, really fucking unsavory. Uh, and yeah. so I, I'm kind of at that point where, you know, I, I sort of just completely tuned out a shit point just because at this point, it, it, it reminds me of sort of the Friedman meta that came after Goblin Town, where, where people were just donating money uh, on gas and, and just getting grinded to dust. And I feel like for the most part, you know, that's what's happening right now where things pop up, but everyone's kind of just chasing it and slowly getting like chipped into nothing um yep. and so like, the, the optics of it are gross the mechanics of it are gross uh it seems very negative UV for the most part to participate um so i've kind of just distanced myself from the whole thing that makes perfect sense uh grant what about you uh not so doomer as before probably because i'm getting healthy dose of vitamin d these days uh but <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do agree that, you know, nothing, everything's kind of just in, in one ear out, out the other. Uh, and, you know, anything on mainnet uh, right now is just not, not interesting unless you're kind of slowly accumulating, um, you know, some promising higher floor projects uh, for the next cycle. Um, I'm not as mad about the bends and the shitcoin stuff, mainly because gas is like acceptable now, like basically is like around, you know, 20 to 40 these days, which is like decent enough for me. Uh, and you know, whether or not he goes to prison eventually is, uh, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> but I do think, you know, it's, it's, it's a reputation thing. It's like the, obviously a much smaller version of like the SPF, um, incident. I guess, like, you know, in previous cycles, the space was much smaller and, and, you know, there was attention, certainly, but not as much as the previous blow off top, or we just had all sorts of massive institutions. Uh, so some of them still are kind of entangled and intertwined, uh, some fr frantically backpedaling uh, trying to, uh, you know, sidestep into AI. Uh, and, you know, all, all these celebrities who, but sued and, and are still kind of entangled from, from the previous mess. So it's just, yeah, I would say, you know, on a macro lens, it's a little bit worrying. Uh, What's your word? What's your word, Grant? Pick a word. I don't, I don't really have a word. It's just, you know, it's the same as it always was. It's kind of just malaise. You're, you're waiting for, for a shoe to drop, right? Either, you know, another piece of bad news happens and we go down or, yeah, we kind of just tread water until, until next year. You don't think there's a bunch of shoes that have already dropped or no? You don't feel that way? You feel like there's well, shoes? Well, it has, that... but, you know, every time you think it's the bottom, we, we find something something new to cling <laughs> on to, right? But there's six people have been wearing, like, somehow we got a six-legged person and, like, we're on shoe five and we're expecting shoe six to drop, which is pretty frightening to think about. Uh, okay, Salty, what about you? What's the word that you have for the market? There are more shoes to drop, that's for sure. You know, the worst part about hell is you never reach the bottom of it. Um, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> things can always get worse, right? <laughs> they really By the way, I will say, 
the worst part about hell reminds me, and I don't know how many other people on this call, but uh, something just dropped that will take my mind off of this market, which is Diablo 4. Uh, so shout out to all the people out there at Diablo 4 land. It's a very fun time for us. So back to Salty. Sorry, out? Salty. I, I enjoyed the beta of that. Yeah, that was good. It's um, it's uh, it's coming out, uh, I think, for the early. You have to have like spent more money, so you get it this weekend. It comes out on Tuesday uh, for everybody, but it dropped. Anyway, what's okay. your word, Salty? Sorry. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'll echo, I think it's been talked about, but like, I guess kind of sad. There's just like the yeah. liquidity that's stuck here has stuck here. And actually that's incredible. There's billions, tens of billions of stable coins, not just in TVL, like, or in, in market caps, but in actual stables that are backed by assets via Tether or DAI or USDC. Like, like all that money is here and it's actually stayed. There's actually something yep. for it to still do, which is new this cycle. Really, there was just nothing to do in past cycles. And so when it drained, it really drained. And maybe it drains a lot more. But that money's there. And we're all just fighting over that same slosh of money. And it's just kind of sad because a lot of people are getting rinsed. Like uh, I think Eric said, a lot of people are seeing it just get chipped away. It's just like no one who, no one who had whatever in their brain and soul that made them get here in the first place, which is a rare person has it in their brain and their soul to just sit on their hands. So like yeah. there's so little to do, but we can't stop doing stuff 10 hours a day and just losing money for yeah. it. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's honestly, that's why I say like Diablo four is actually like a, a great thing. Cause it'll just like take our brains away from this stuff in some ways. But, um, yeah, I think it's been very weird. Um, I will say, okay, there's there's a couple interesting highlights that I do want to point out that I think, well, okay, there's a couple of things. First of all, Captains is almost at 10 ETH from an NFT perspective, which is pretty impressive to see what, you know, Ray and that team have built. Like, that's something that continually going on. Of course, very much on the speculation around meme and, and what's coming up with meme. There have been interesting things that have happened in Pudgies. There's been interesting things that are happening, you know, even in the Miladies world, like there, and even what Blur is doing. So there are interesting things happening. But then <laughs> I was really laughing about this. And I'm actually curious to know, we're going to start off with the NFT side, just because that's where my brain is. And did anybody of you all see that that Grapes project that launched today or launched yesterday? Did anybody see that? Is this an NFT? It's an NFT. So there's a project called Grapes, and it launched as an open sea launch. And I think it might have, I don't know who it was, but it was a couple guys who had connections to a bunch of old, like um, a bunch of other media brands. And it was launched at 0.05, uh, I think 0.03 something actually. And then it peaked at like, it went up to 0.4 today. And I was like, what is this? What is this back? And I think it's, a, it's what you were saying, Salty. It's just like, Whenever the focus of the money goes to one thing, it can still pump. But then I think it's now back down again, right? Like this is the world that we're in. This just this continual PVP thing until something interesting happens. Um, I guess let's start. We should start off talking about this whole like give me money meta. I mean, who do we start with? Eric, what do you want to tell us about this? Because it is kind of like it's semi depressing to kind of be in the middle of, but it's definitely something that you can see continually going on. Like, you know, why don't you give us the like three sentence version of what you see happening in this kind of uh, uh, give me money, give me money meta and, and where it's coming from? Uh, it's coming from uh, it, it's coming from hope, uh, despair and greed. You know, okay. those are I think the, the, the three the three dominant themes here, right? Because we hope that 
everyone who participates in one of these things knows it's usually a fucking sham, but we're all equally greedy and we're hopeful that this is the one that goes in 10x, you know, uh, and, uh, and then, and then, so we end up co-opting, I think like really, really troubling and gross behavior in that this makes us in aggregate look like a fucking group of idiots. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I think like Ben in Ben's situation was obviously like, that's one of the worst, but there's been multiple cases of, um, of like, you know, scams being perpetuated by people on chain, guys just disappearing, you know, someone running on Long Kong, um, faking cancer to raise money and actually getting Andrew Wang to endorse the fundraising process. It's just like, and obviously all the influencers and LARPs on Twitter are, are, are also trying to cash in on it, right? Uh, and so there's, there's a couple of permutations of it. Uh, people's brains broke when Pepe took off, and, and now we're in this part of the cycle where like they're trying to replicate the magic, uh, but the mercenary, mercenary mechanics are very, very much in play. And so the capital is called up front. There's clear expectations of profit, uh, and everybody just sort of paper hands or undercuts each other into, into zero. Uh, and the only only guys that really make money consistently are the teams or the guys behind the bus. Like that that yeah. that's kind of it. You know, not much else. Well, I, by the way, the funny thing about this, I was talking to somebody about this earlier, is like this is the shitcoin, you know, playbook in that the guys who make money in shitcoin or the people that make money in shitcoins are the people that create the shitcoin. This has been like the thing about shitcoins for you know, however long shitcoins have been around, let's say, you know, two plus, maybe longer, obviously further back with ICOs and things like that. But the the ultimate scam in this space is that's how the money gets made. And I think that because I think you're right, Eric, because something like Pepe and then to a lesser extent, Turbo and Ben and all these other things that kind of pop, everybody's chasing that next thing. And I think that the idea that now... There's, I think there's actually two important things to talk about here. One is the send me money uh, meta, which is like, I'm going to launch a token, send me money, which was, you know, started ostensibly in many different pathways, but really Ben Dottieth kind of like the PSYOP was like kind of the peak of that. And then there is this other thing, the Andrew Wang thing, which we should dig into too, which is like, you know, a, a traditional, um, you know, social engineering job but on a real long con basis, which is fascinating. So like maybe to start off with the kind of like send me money thing, I guess, you know, uh, Salty, as somebody who's been in crypto for a while and clearly, you know, saw the crazy ICO stuff and all the things around there, like, does it just feel like this is a cycle we hit at some point in the crypto cycles that like we're now in this world where this is just this part of the cycle and eventually we'll get out of it when enough people get hurt and screwed over? Uh, I mean, it won't end until the last dollar is taken, right? It's just we happen right. to end the cycle before then and new money flows in. But no, there's no there's no limit. You know, if, as long as there's stupid people, there will be people to take their money. And of course, I've lost money playing this game too. None of us would do it if there was no chance of upside. Uh, you know, you mentioned... Um, <clears throat> um you know that nft project grapes or whatever that like and and so money attracts money right and people want to put their money right. in things that are outperforming other things but that kind of psychology leads people to always buy the top right so uh somehow so you know you guys as the nft experts somehow the nft whales seem so much worse at this it is truly unbelievable like if you're a DeFi or token <laughs> or shitcoin person 
know, if you drop a couple mil into an LP and triple something's price, it is guaranteed almost that people will follow you into that LP and you can dump and yank and, and just make a quick 20, 50, a hundred percent. No, it, it doesn't take a huge amount of money, especially on these shit coins to pump an LP and, and get a bunch of profit out and leave everybody else like start. Right. But I look at like, Somehow in the NFT world, uh, I look at like Franklin or Machi, whoever, and these dudes are losing thousands and thousands of ETH. Like, like this is the place where all the, the poors and the mid-poors lose money. If you're really, really stacked, you should not be losing money right now. You know, just pull a bin dot right. post your address, or pay $10,000 for some insane Twitter shilling from bot armies, or triple something's price with a with a million dollars of LP and then and then walk away with an extra million two days later. You know, like I don't know. <laughs> like if the NFT people are just worse than this and they're the ones I see on Twitter. Now is the time when, you know, we're all getting ground down, or those who continue to try to play these markets can be. I think the grinding is mostly happening from the whales and the super whales and the sophisticated people that none of us even know about who are out here doing this stuff. In like everybody loses a hundred dollars here, a hundred dollars there. You know, I don't think those losses are being distributed. I think they're collected into a, a small like cadre of folks. Well, it's funny. I I have a guy who has been who, who you know surprising surprise relies on me to give him advice on like what to do investment wise, which I'm sorry to everybody that <laughs> believes that, but who's who's like very like I, I got a kind of a very sad Discord message from him, which was a little bit of like, hey, I I you know I'm I'm down on shit coins, and I'm like I know it's like it's hard because like everybody thinks that they see somebody win on a shit coin that you can win again and again. And my experience, I lost like that last Chitcoin meta, which was a brief meta before this one was like last summer. And I think I, I did okay in the beginning. And then I ended up losing like, I think almost 10 ETH on it. You know what I mean? And like, it just doesn't ever win, right? Because you think you're going to do okay. It's like, I mean, Chitcoins are gambling as much as anything else in this space is, but you think there's a system and there just isn't, right? And it just seems like such a crazy thing. I mean... I don't know. Ultimately, it's it's a it's a pretty crazy situation, and I think that we just have to kind of wait it out. I mean, my big thing is like I'm I'm looking for things that seem interesting to me, and like zero of the shitcoin world seems interesting right now. And and maybe there's new NFTs on the horizon. Um, let's switch over to the social engineering side of this conversation, which is again like not the most fun conversation to have. But yeah, if if, if you missed it, there was a big like um, essentially a long con that went on with this project called Pixel Penguins. And it sounds like there was a founder who was purporting to be somebody that was an artist uh, in the space and was got, you know, sent their art or, you know, talked to Andrew Wang, the famous uh, uh, NFT influencer, and got them excited about it. Uh, and Andrew was into this, thought this art was really good. And then uh, the long story short is eventually it turns out that this person said they had cancer and Andrew did a long Twitter thread about how this person had been somebody they'd gotten to know over time and that this project, Pixel Penguins, was their way to help raise money for this, blah, blah, blah. And of course, it turns out that that was not a real person, probably. At least it is, uh, maybe it is a real person, but it is not the person that was presented as. Um, and honestly, I have to say, like, I know you may have your specific feelings about Andrew Wang, but I felt pretty bad for him in this instance. And I, I actually am curious to hear, I think a lot of other people on this panel have different, probably, you know, maybe different takes on this. But 
I think it's interesting is that like, you know, when you think of social engineering, you think of like uh, a board ape holder who's, you know, <laughs> making a discord deal with somebody and doesn't do their due diligence. You don't often think of somebody who's known somebody for months in this instance, and then like really goes to bat for them. Um, Grant, I'm actually really curious to hear your thoughts on the situation. Like, you know, where do you where do you fall in this world? Is it? I mean, what do you think about how this all went down? Like, does it just feel like another example of of bad actors in the space, or is there anything special about this particular instance? Uh, not really. Uh, yeah, I'm not interested in, in this very much. Uh, I think people were uh, trying to pump this project up because it was like contra to, I guess, Ben and like. All the influencers with like a handout, uh, sorry, hand open uh, for people to throw their money into. Uh, mm. And this was like, oh, you know, cancer victim, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but this was, I think, just, you know, Andrew has his uh, strengths and, and his weaknesses. Uh, but this was, I think, just a case of him not doing the due, the due diligence uh, originally, like a year ago, and then obviously falling into. Uh, I think a bad habit of just, you know, making assumptions about someone that you don't actually know. Right. And then yeah. I got blown out of proportion because I think, you know, he shared it with a group of people who all had presence online and, you know, they, they did their thing. It's, it's unfortunate, um, for basically everyone involved. Uh, but you know, I don't think it's, I don't think there's much to extrapolate about, uh, you know, like, have we reached new lows because of this, uh, this incident? No. It happens every week. It also just seems really inefficient because in the span of time it took to, like, social engineer Andrew, this person probably could have done, like, five meme points <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. They could have, they could have launched a bunch of different NFT projects and made a ton more, I would assume. It's uh, uh, do we know how much it even took in? Like, I wasn't, I can't imagine. I, I missed this, by the way, this mint and everything, but I assume that it wasn't even that expensive of a mint. It's pretty, it's pretty terrible. I mean, it's small pixel art stuff, but I can't imagine they were very expensive, were they? Does anybody know? Along with his like fake foundation or his or her fake foundation, or it was like just shy, sorry, just north of like 100 grand, which, yeah, the right. point wasn't. I mean, that's definitely something. That's definitely something that makes that makes sense. Uh, anyway, I think that unless uh, I, I don't know if we don't have any more thoughts on this, I think we can probably move on. It's 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 just one of those examples of what a what a weird what a weird world we live in. Um, I kind of actually want to talk a little bit about some tradfi stuff this week because I'm kind of curious to get a sense, um, Eric, from you, I guess, especially about kind of where we go from here. I actually there's two things that are kind of tied into this. One is and maybe we can start here because it's a little more crypto centric. There's the news out of China which it seems like um it seems like at least we don't know the whole thing but it seems like China is starting to embrace crypto in a way that is slightly surprising to me. Okay, Eric, let's talk about this because I think it's pretty interesting like this this news out of China that they're getting a little bit more friendly to crypto. They're um I even heard a MeBit was featured on on Chinese state television, which is interesting. So I don't know what what sort of impact is this going to have, and do you think this is a good thing for the markets? Is my question. 
I mean, that, that's been a big part of the narrative, like China court season was kind of leading into this uh, with the idea that in June, um, you know, Hong Kong would make it legal for citizens to participate in cryptocurrency exchanges um, and, and basically trade crypto, right? And so, you, you know, like, it obviously, this, 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 this was actually like a pretty, pretty like well-known pattern of people buying into the rumor and selling on the news. And so I think, like, if you look at, the, obviously, the, the state news media, if you look at the publication of guidance around cryptocurrency, it, does, it definitely seems like, you know, Hong Kong, at the very least, is, is, is becoming, trying to become a more crypto-friendly zone. Um, with that being said, in the same week, you know, the multi-chain team, which is also based in the mainland, was, was just allegedly arrested by uh, the Chinese police. So I think I think there are definitely going to be puts and takes here, uh, but yeah, like, I, but this is not. I don't think this is like a China only from, uh, phenomenon because in Europe you have MICA, which is also beginning to provide guidance around crypto assets, and and so I think this is just one of those kind of sad realizations where like the rest of the world is starting to really wake up and and get on board with with providing a framework for crypto to operate, um, and the U.S. is just behind in that respect. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty scary how far behind they're getting in some ways. Um, yeah, I mean it's interesting, uh, uh, salty to go back to you in terms of looking at and watching the American versus I say the rest of the world. I mean you have people in London, you have people in Dubai really getting forward on it. Like, is this just a mistake that we've made in the past, or do you feel like we're now going down to kind of like a, a dead end where we're going to get stuck in for a while? Like, do you have a thought on that? Uh, is what a mistake specifically? Basically, I think what the way that the U.S. is approaching crypto right now versus the rest of the world. I don't know, man. We need uh, we need Sadie for more of that. I I uh, feel <laughs> nearly impossible to speculate. I mean, the whiplash politically of all this stuff, like everything else, is not only increasing in magnitude; it's increasing in frequency. So, I mean, I've thought for years there's a clear case to make for political people supporting crypto for all sorts of reasons to establish a a base of people uh, across political class. I mean, like, it all makes sense. Uh, there's lots of things that make sense, but nothing in politics makes sense, and I don't have the bandwidth to, like, keep up with it. So, I mean, if the U.S. – I said the market was sad. I'll say this is sad. You know, it's like if the U.S. wants to shut down innovation and stifle innovation and be unfriendly to innovators and be the place people don't want to incorporate, that just sucks. You know, it just sucks. I feel almost powerless yep. to do anything yep. about it because we live in a gerontocracy. And I mean, we have people who were born before like typewriters were invented making, making prognostications about our industries. So, dude, I don't Wait, I'm when were typewriters invented? Here. I don't okay. think that's possible. I think, I think you're full of shit, man. There's no fucking way there's people alive that were been typewriters invented. Let's find this out, actually. Let's do real time research. You need a guy like the other podcasts have a guy who just does research. We need that guy. It's a, it's yeah, exactly. Me, me look this up Hold real on. quick. Well, I think this is something. <laughs> typewriter okay uh 1874 so i would be very shocked if there's somebody who's still alive from 1874 but i mean warren buffett and charlie munger might be getting close they definitely look like it but i don't think they are uh grant what about you, you have a thought on on what's going on in china at all like do you think it's a positive thing for the crypto space in general probably too early to tell it's been known for like six months that they're 
or, or, or we're in the midst of like changing their minds and you know Hong Kong as it always is is like their experimental hub for for new things so we'll see I think it's more so a signal of like hey we're open for business um, in in contrast to uh, our American counterparts uh, yeah like for example you know there's this point that like in our group we have been playing uh, pretty early on actually because it had like a history of cooperation with the uh, with the government from like previous cycles uh, and you know I had a partnership with like the Instagram of China and whatnot and you know everything was looking really good and then I think earlier this week they uh, announced like a separate protocol and coin was actually working on like a stable coin in, in collaboration with the government there so it's it's all a little bit hazy and confusing right now and probably just take some time to uh, to, to work it out. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it's interesting. I was trying to think about like, uh, actually, I do want to ask one more question of the, the three smarter people than me in this room, because I have heard and had some discussions around this idea. And I'm kind of curious to know, and, and if this is just speculation, we could always cut this out. But like, there is an idea in some ways that, you know, China and these different places, so the Saudis and different places around the world, um, you know, are more than happy and excited to get off the U.S. dollar standard and that crypto can kind of like speed by, by embracing crypto that can speed that up. Eric, is there truth to that or is that just like, you know, like deep financial conspiracy theory? Like, I mean, do you think that like there's a world where the dollar does become uh it doesn't become the world standard in the near future or is that something that like is still kind of a fantasy i think it's a little bit fanciful to to kind of get there at this point um realistically speaking you know if you look at dollar dominance we we really have not moved the needle at all um and i think for the for the most part what's happened at this point is just it's just more of like rhetoric and also also you know China's major trade partners just doing what they can to kind of appease the government. Um, so, but, but realistically speaking, right, like all of this in the context of, of like geopolitics, um, China has been very pro CBDCs um, and they've been aggressively pushing a digital yuan for, the, for, for, for a very simple reason, is that when you have transparency into the movement of money, you can also enact control over it especially when you're talking about, you know, something like a centralized stable coin. Um, and that the government is really appealing. Right. And why, and why is that? Why do you think, I'm just kind of curious, it's because control, is that why? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think there's this interesting dynamic. And again, we need Sadie here to, I do, to ask more questions about this. But, you know, it's like, it, it, <laughs> it's almost not the dollar per se, that is the global currency. It's like the euro dollar. It's the dollar liability, right? It's not like these people are trading in actual cash dollars or using Fed now for the global economic transactions they do. But uh, we do have these like cash dollars at home in the U.S. that we use and and are like are really yeah. the last bastion of private and secure money out there. You know, like there's nothing remotely private about any crypto and. You can tell someone's very new and very confused when they start talking about like, you know, like, of course, Bitcoin started with some of these libertarian ideals. And I'm not saying those ideals are for naught. But of course, there there is no more traceable way to spend money than in the crypto world. Like it is the maximum uh, most public unprivate way to use and spend your money. 
You know who really pumps this narrative too to like the far end of the left curve and is so sad to see is Richard Hart and the Pulse Chain stuff. So like, you know, Pulse Chain launched, exploded, and yeah. just died. And it's just down only, of course. You know, very little capital flowed into it. I mean, you could see it coming a mile away. I think me and some other people tried to play some Pulse Chain shit coins, but, you know, it's very sad to see, you know, taking advantage. We've talked about hope. and We talked about sadness. We've talked about greed. You know, like seeing... Richard Hart tell these people, you know, internet, you know, the dollar is just made up. It's just made up money, and and you can just make up your own money. And, and we're tired of those big, mean people having all the control over everything, and and we're going to take over. And, you know, it's it's this populist. It's this encouraging. It's this hopeful message, which gets to people because they feel like they don't have opportunities. They feel shut out. They feel like they're not going to get ahead. And then, of course, if they were going to get ahead, now they're really not going to get ahead because they invested in Pulse Chain. You know, they're they're losing yeah. their houses and everything. Who said this in, in like in midterm? I, I thought they put it really well. It's that it, they called it the Pyongyang because it's basically a one way street. You can come in but not out. You kind of can't now. It's still like Pyongyang. You have to go through a DMZ oh and get permission from the glorious leader to leave. <laughs> you can kind of bridge out a little, but of course, it's 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 a shit show. But it gets to these ideas of like, you know, what is money and these different, you know, it's amazing that crypto is borderless, right? Like it really is a global market we get to engage with and, and it's awesome. We shouldn't lose sight of that. So we shouldn't get too obsessed on a single country yeah, either. What's sure. China doing? What's the U.S. doing? Right. Because a lot more dollars out there than just in those two countries. It's an international game. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Although, I mean, if you think about it, the China and America and then India are like the three major population centers of the world. But you're right. There's a lot more going on. For some reason, everyone cares about Europe and Japan with banking, though, right? Nobody's tracking yeah. Indianism, too. But if there was a me bit on Chinese national TV, I think we're going to make it, guys. I th I th maybe so. We'll have to see what happens. But uh, in general, I think uh, it's probably a good sign for crypto as a whole that it's not going to die completely. We'll see. Um, before we go, I do want to talk about one other big NFT thing that's coming up because I think a lot of people here will probably have something to say about it is um, the Azuki event, which is coming up pretty soon. It's coming up in a couple weeks. And Azuki is a thing where, uh, is a project where obviously it's long history now and they've done a pretty good job of really, <laughs> in a lot of ways, a pretty good job of not uh, dropping much at all, like really like not not doing a lot. And this seems like an event that, that for the first time in a while, when I say not doing a lot, that's I don't want to under undersell. But unlike a lot of other projects, they have not done a lot of things in the last, say, six months that have been active new content or projects. This is a big event. There's an expectation for this event. Um, I think, Grant, I want to ask you as somebody who's, uh, you know, in the Spirit DAO uh, and part of the kind of Azuki universe, like, what do you think in the Azuki world the expectations for this event are? Do you think that there's an expectation that there's going to be something large announced or is it just a community gathering? Like within the actual community, what's the feeling on it? Uh, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. I don't spend a lot of time in the general Azuki community. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, after the, you know, not not the last, but the the last official kind of uh, Azuki event. Uh, there are certain expectations that are baked in. To uh, I don't know that we've seen the price action start, but like you know, with twenty ish days to go, I think we can expect to see some of that speculation uh, begin. Um, I think 
no matter what happens, I think the team has played its cards pretty well in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. its, its activations and its drops over the last year or so of the bear market have been very focused on pleasing its whales, uh, its top holders, and sort of enticing uh, other uh, other players with, with larger pools of capital to, to come and participate. Um, and, you know, the... the it's it's roadmap of i would say nft dilution is you know when you compare it compare it to something like hugo it's like night and day right like you have distinctly 30k assets i'm not going to count bobo because you know it's bobo um but yeah you have you have 30k assets that are you know native to the azuki ecosystem and then you know you look over there at yuga and it's just I've lost count already, but it's like probably like 150,000 at least. Um, So yeah, I think it's just biding your time until there's enough uh, retail interest and liquidity that returns, and then you can sort of uh, go back to I think the original plan of of that uh, NFT supply uh, dilution. So yeah, I think you know should be should be a fun event. Um, and you know there could be a checker wallets event. There could not be. Either way, I think it'll be eventful. There's certainly you know plenty of projects that are I don't know mid tier, blue chip, whatever the hell you want to call them that have been waiting for like a big player to uh, announce like a milestone event, and then they've just like jammed all these like I don't even want to call them catalysts. They're just bullshit. Uh, but they've basically jammed them in front of the Azuki event to try and front run some hype and. And get some uh, get some action on their collections, essentially, uh, which has been interesting to see. Yeah, I think that is interesting. I mean, it definitely feels like there's a lot of people that are in the same way. By the way, that like Meta just rolled out Quest Three ahead of Apple's uh, Reality Pro announcement next week. There's a lot of people that know you can draft off these things in a certain way. Um, Eric, you and and Pomp and other mid curver have. Um, some Mizuki holdings. What's what's your feeling about this? Are your expectations high, or do you really care? Where where are you coming at? With I mean, I think my expectations are are kind of irrelevant. The market expectations are definitely high, just because you know if you you, you plot like the time scale of Azuki's price over, let's say, the last uh, six to nine months, it's clearly been one of the best performing you know established PFP projects, right? Uh, and I. I, I think a lot of that has to do with the expectation of something big leading up into this event, and um, whether or not that you know drives a continuation of 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 you know demand, or whether it's just a blow off top and we kind of call top here for this sector. I I, I don't know, um, but I, I do think like there has been there is tremendous value in not doing much or um, not making unforced errors when the, there is you know friction and not a lot of eyeballs in this space and we're we're in the midst of a bear market and i i think like for the most part you know they've been able to sort of come back from the abyss and, and perform well simply because they, they they minimize the amount of opportunities they have to fuck up right which is not right. something i can say for the other project and then there's i could i can definitely make another kevin rose dig here because he he you know he, he's obviously already put himself in the spotlight again this week but i, I just think like you know, it's a little sad at this point, and, but but that's not it's not necessarily a new phenomenon with with a lot of the founding teams on these existing projects. It's just unforced error after unforced error after unforced error, 
and capital in the States and learn and raise rotational. And then, you know, all of a sudden you just overnight, you just become, you know, blur airdrop farm father. And that's yep. it. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I don't know, Salty, do you have any thoughts on this? I know you've probably watched Azuki from afar. I don't think you're in it, but like, what are your thoughts on Azuki compared to some of the rest of the market over the last, say, three months? What do you think about Azuki? That's the thing. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's from every movie ever right dude i have zero opinion on azuki i know there's some wealthy people in spirit now i think so, so he's like we could be asking people to send us free money but you guys are still talking about pictures <laughs> exactly <laughs> why are you talking about the ideas uh, yeah dude we just need like people are literally getting free money sent to them and we're talking about pictures right Every time we get on here, it grants like, all right, today we're going to talk about Captain's Grapes, new Beeple, mint, like just the names, the stuff you're <laughs> rattling off. I'm like, dude, I have no clue how you even keep up with this. Like, I'm just. Well, uh, Salty, tell us about what, well, yeah, well, give us your background on the last three uh, uh, ZK Sync projects, though. This is the other thing. We have to, your, your brain is just being used by other by other things, We feel I feel like. It is, and, and the problem is, you know, I think Eric said this a while ago, that NFTs really are the use case. Uh, the problem is what I'm doing is, is such obvious midwittery because I'm, like, trying to figure out what's actually going to work and, like, look for good economic design, like, all this stupid midwit garbage instead of just being, like, that's a good picture. I'll click that, you know? <laughs> so I'm obviously not the one making the most money here. <laughs> well, that was the beauty of the when Shitcoin was really ripping. It's like there was a world where, you know, right after Pepe took off where over the next week and a half, really, and it was that short, really, it's like you could see and look at, and by the way, Sadie, who's not on here, is the is the queen of that, but, like, you find a name that seems interesting enough, and if their Twitter handle is good, you get in under 100K, and you could get out at a million pretty easily, uh, often, which is just like, just weird that shit like that happens. You know what I mean? It's just name-based stuff. Um, all right, we should probably wrap up here. Um, before we go, uh, anybody uh, want to go through something you're looking forward to? I think at this week, <laughs> honestly, I'm going to say, like, I am looking forward to the Azuki event. I'm also really looking forward to um meme because i hold a captain and i held through a bunch of stuff with captains and i somehow held on to it all the way through but i think i'm mostly looking forward to diablo 4 uh this weekend so that is my uh, uh looking forward to pitch uh salty you got, are you looking forward to anything uh this coming week uh the immediate week i i maybe not i mean uh you know ordinals uh, had a nice time there oh yeah it's been up and down but uh you know the the pamp Seem to move to the ordinals and the BRCs. Um, so that's been cool. Actually, let me talk about that real quick because I'm kind of curious and I, I've been having this theory lately that I worry that ordinals are, again, what I, uh, uh, something I've missed, right? Because I think I, I, I was very much the cliche of, we, we were, you know, we're pretty into ordinals early on and we got into stuff. And then I just got really annoyed by what it was. And I was like, I don't have time to do the wallet stuff and everything else. Do you feel like ordinals as somebody who's in that space, is it is it now here to stay? And are there are there significant opportunities that if you're involved in that space, you think are long-term things that are going to make money for you? I think since the ordinal marketplaces uh, have evolved and matured, and since Unisat and other wallets have come out, yeah, I think the NFT space on Bitcoin's established. The few people who are still yelling about how we can fork uh, Bitcoin uh, nodes to prune these things and force reject the transactions, 
have just been farther and further sidelined. So like, there's really not a real chance of this, like not continuing to be a thing. Uh, that doesn't mean it's too late to like look into it. You know, I mean, Magic Eden has a wonderful interface for these things. And I think and that opened up the door to people really trading at a much larger scale instead of just Google Sheets. But um, BRC stuff, you know, the shit coins on Bitcoin, uh, I really don't know how that's going to play out. And so there might be more, you know, alpha there in understanding that BRC20 is like actually incredibly limited and kind of silly and really only works on one website and probably will only ever work on one website. And yes, you could run your own like secondary sequence or whatever to like keep track of tokens yourself. I really don't like ordinals are, were brilliant, uh, a genius little thing, you know, they built uh, the, the way it works. But the way BRC is done, uh, I mean, they have first mover advantage and Lindy matters, but it's really easy for me to imagine much better token standards come out on Bitcoin. You don't enjoy all of the friction points of buying uh, NFT on a much smaller blockchain, but not having even the picture to look at. Like that's not that's not attractive to you. I love it. I love it. And I love having to wrap every single token individually as an NFT to piggyback <laughs> on the original work others had done. So I'll just say, like, I'm not knocking BRC, but I think it's worth keeping your eyes open in that like i think there's going to be smarter people doing more interesting thing and we've already seen the ord ord 20 standard we've seen uh who okx or somebody released some brc 20 alternative yes they i think a wrapper for brc 20 for both tokens that that just reduces the friction point of actually transacting in them yeah but but i think i, I agree with you i think like actually like smart people not like laser-eyed dumbasses are are you know innovating in the space um and and this is this is kind of a small part of like a larger argument of maintaining you know bitcoin security in the in the long run and ensuring that it still stays as a as a, as a viable sov so so like it's good to see that this actually happened it's good to see some innovation within the space and you know it's fun it's like there's less liquidity there's more speculation it's not nearly as gross as what's happening on ETH right now. Yeah, so a lot less. Are, are we going to pretend people didn't throw a million dollars into trustless computer and the GM token? <laughs> oh yeah, like, no, that was no, that was, that was I, worse than anything Ben created, by the way, because nobody got their money back. Like Ben at least made some pre-sellers money. Oh yeah, that that was that 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 was uh, that that was trustless computer was not not great. Uh, it was it was not great, but I guess you know next week I we'll see who uh, how much money people end up sending to Ben. I I I I would be I would be it would be very funny. I think if we come out of if he comes out like with nine figures after all of this, just because we continuously like people continuously opt to send them what little money they have left, um, and because it it's just you know it's, I, I think it's it's just a good um representation of where we are in the cycle right now uh, and i do uh, uh grant what do you <laughs> let's, let's well, no, yeah, what no, else? I, Sorry, yeah i'm not going to defend the purity of, of ordinals or something i mean there's there's obviously people trying to take lots of advantage there and i i appreciate that most of the nfts there seem to just be launched to be what they like like we've left the line about roadmaps and pretending there's a product meta, which I appreciate, but you know, uh, ordinals are just now, you know, getting to the stage of like truly, truly on chain 
self-generatable art like uh, art blocks, you know, with the launch of things like Squirtinals, which I think is coming up soon. So maybe that's what I'm looking forward to this week. But so I think, um, you know, it's it uh, like I think Eric said it's fun. It, it is fun. It's nice to play in these nascent spaces. I think that's what attracts most people to spaces like this. And uh, this is another new one. And it still is fairly new. Like there's still a lot to figure out. Yeah. I mean, that's what's interesting about it to me, and I, I do need to dive into it. I just need to get a, I just need to get a wallet and, and play around with it. Um, Grant, are you looking forward to anything next week? Not particularly. Uh, I was going to, before this, uh, before we got distracted with other topics, I was going to go on a long, angry rant about people, but I would just like to say, as Ben continues uh, his, just his dominance of, of the ecosystem here, I'd like to see people continue his descent into madness because he's just refuses to let go of the fact that like, like, you know, you can do other types of social commentary, right? Like you don't have to make art about shit coins and pump shit coins, right? Like you don't have to tweet out random tickers uh, only for them, you know, only for some North Korean dev to create that said shit coin five minutes later and a bunch of people to get rugged. Like, you know, you can do that, right? Like, I, I don't think my view of, a singular person in crypto has fallen as much in like the two years that I've joined than people. Oh, interesting. That's a hot take. That's interesting. Because I think, you know, he, he's like, he obviously onboarded a lot of good artists, blah, 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 blah. But it's just like he, he has one track and it's just to do like the most basic fundamental level of social commentary. And he can't do anything else. And it's been like that since, since Galbantown, by the way, which has been a whole year. I mean, Grant, if he were Basquiat reborn, he could do that. Um, but <laughs> but he's he's not, you know. Uh, and the reality is, and in, in, and sorry if this is this is you know hot take, but like I, I I don't think the art is that great or incisive. You know, he, I think he's a he, he's been a good agent and an onboarding agent into the space simply because he got you know somebody aggressively take this art at the top of the cycle. Uh, and he kind of benefits from that the Lindy effect of being early and thus being good. Yes. Um, yes. But but he is not necessarily you know the art. I would. It's not necessarily good. I, I think in the sense that it actually resonates with people or creates like meaningful social commentary. That is it is super. I think sort of reductive and surface. But but that that's also kind of the space inaccurate, right? So. Also, by the yeah, way, and this is like an art thing. It's like, you know, the guy's got a giant studio now. He's incredibly wealthy. Like, there's not much struggle there necessarily. So he's looking for inspiration in the places that he's looked at it before. And I think like all of us, like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing because like the world sucks in this space, right? Like, yeah, I, not that I think you're right, Grant, that he should be looking to other things and he could probably open the door. But I mean, he's a character and a creation of this space. And he's just reflecting the dumb shit that's going on in it right now. It's like I think it would be great to see him expand out, but I also agree, Eric. I don't. I don't know if he's like. I mean, I'm not sure if I would think that the art level there is super high in, in a certain way. But a bit, everyone art is its own thing. Everyone has their own flavor. Uh, yeah, and uh, um, by the way, I, I think I think he's done a lot of you know good as a whole in in terms of using his money for for that space and and just making it as kind of this like mini collective to to give a platform for like a new artists that are new aspiring artists on the scene that are producing like really meaningful stuff so you know if nothing like i would like to see people evolve into this you know outer stage person role where he's not necessarily a lead artist but he's, he's at least given like 
put on a lot of new guys that that constitute the next wave of of big names in in whether it's like Gen R or or AI or whatever, right? Like I I do think that he serves a valuable role. I just don't think the art is that good. Yeah, I, I just I I think we're we're back at the same problem where you know crypto's created some really good high concept stuff, but we're just like constantly like blockaded by false idols. Like, should we talk about like the fucking Wimbledon NFTs in my in my hidden folder? Should we talk about 10KTF? Should we talk about Warm XYZ and how you know that product is shit and gets outworked by a single person in Fubar? Should we talk about his acquisition of Renga and how that's doing? Like he's just not, you know, given his relative stature in the ecosystem, he's he's nowhere near where he should be, right? And now he spends his time basically elevating Ben, right? Like people know about Ben because of, you know, yes. high stature people like people, right? Like that's that's one element that we missed in the conversation. Like there, there are all these vultures who have nothing better to do than spend, you know, sixteen hours on spaces talking about this shit, right? And same goes for him. It's it's just you know it's it's like kind of like a uh like the arc of a Hollywood actor who explodes into superstardom and then and then wanes off like you kind of do the first thing right and it's novel and in this case the blockchain was the novelty so anything that you were doing on blockchain was by default cutting edge right and now the sheen's like kind of washed off and then everybody sees it for what it is and if it's mid it's it's mid work. I, I think and I think like a big part of the issue of this space is that a lot of the people who are early and wealthy and supposed to thought leaders in the space are really just early and not necessarily good. Um, and we haven't been able to actually replenish the talent ranks of people that are actually good because because this type of market is not necessarily like inviting to new entrants, um, you know, from a regular perspective, from a wealth creation perspective, and certainly from like a long-term reputational or like employment perspective um it's all just kind of toxic right now so that, that, that i'm hopeful that'll that'll change but it 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 is just like grant said like the, the false the old idols of of, of of past you know past eras have to kind of go away and yeah. we just we just have to move on yeah that makes sense kill your idols everybody kill your idols that's a good way to end the show uh all right, everybody. Thank you for coming in. Uh, it's another episode of the Mid Curve Podcast. We will see you all uh, next week. Um, yeah, it, great. Hopefully everybody survives. Don't send free money to anybody, please. If you can, avoid it. It's never a good idea. And uh, you should keep your money. But what if it goes up a, a thousand times? It goes up a thousand money. times. You're going to still just, just keep just, your money. Do, do, what you, do what makes you happy. Send the money. <laughs> do what makes you happy. Sure, send the money away. Why not? Just live your life. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks so much. We'll see you all uh, next week.